Strother Hive's out of control. We've got so much Julian Strother hype for you. Young guys play well. Nuggets get another win in preseason versus the Bulls. Plus a little talk about how the Nuggets should develop their rotation this season. All that and more on Locked on Nuggets. You are Locked on Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Thanks for joining us, making this your first listen, and being an everydayer, joining our great community of folks that make up the audience of this show. We really appreciate you making us part of your lives. On today's show, we will talk about preseason game number three, a win over the Bulls, how the young guys are looking, more on the Julian Strother hive that continues to get out of control with the hype. We'll talk about a stock report going through what how everyone looks in preseason. And in the last segment, we're talking about how to develop the rotation this season in particular. I've got a different kind of view than I usually do on how the Nuggets should approach this season. Today's show is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined by Adam Mares. He's director of content for DMVR. Check out all the great stuff at the DMVR. Dot com and on their YouTube page, youtube.com slash the DNVR. Uh, Adam, how you doing, buddy? How was your weekend? It was great. I'm doing well. And um, some people I see in the comments say, hey, you're a little bit late today. You know, me and Matt both have like very busy schedules. We knew we'd be just a hair late of 10 today. Um, but we'll try to tell you in the comments to when to roughly to expect it. So it's not always going to be right on the minute. We're always in between different things, but we want to get this out to you as quickly as possible. Yeah, and there's stuff that we do on the the, the pre-show side as well that you're not going to care about, but uh, it's just stuff that we got to do to get the show ready to give you the best product that we can, and we want to make sure that we do that for you every single day. Let's start, Adam. I talk about preseason game number three. The Nuggets get the win over the Chicago Bulls. Obviously, preseason uh, outcomes, win, loss, doesn't matter as much. I got to tell you, I was talking to Ryan Blackburn last night, man. Uh, you were at the DMVR bar. It was really weird being back in the building for a game. Like I'm walking through and it's that in that area outside of the loading dock right before the court. And I was like having flashbacks of what it was like in the finals. And I was like, God, I feel like I've, I was just here. Uh, really great crowd too. Like, like it, it, there's just a very different feeling. I think at Nuggets game is going to be this season rather than in years past, but it was cool to be there. Uh, what was your big takeaway from the Nuggets game versus the Bulls. My big takeaway has to be Julian Strother. <laughs> but before but before I get to him, I mean, because he was phenomenal, but I think it was his best game, and he's had nothing but good games in the preseason so far. I think this was his best. Uh, but I want to start with kind of what you're saying. To me, and I, I want to know your opinion on this, because I've been around camp, so I'm a little bit influenced by what I'm hearing from players and coaches and front office and stuff. But also just watching them, they look serious. This just looks like a team that's like, Jokic wasn't serious last preseason, I didn't think. Like they they haven't always been this way, and the team just looks like they are are, are serious. Do you get the same impression being at the arena last night? Yeah. So I was a uh, I was in the hallway when Yoke was doing his uh pre-game sprints, just as like a heads up before every game, Jokic runs the hallway. He just sprints up and down the hallway. And as you can imagine, we have to clear the hall because you don't want to get hit by Nikola Jokic going full speed because um you'll die. He did threaten Arturis Karnasovas last night to uh run over him as he was running by and Arturis laughingly stuck out a foot to fake trip him. Um but it was just like I don't I, I actually remembered last year like Yoke didn't do that in the preseason game 
last year. That's like a little thing, right? But there's a very much a, you are right that they are focused. Like, this is the job. This is what we do. This is like, we, this is what we do. And there is like the, I think a heightened level of focus and intensity. Um, there's still a lightness. I think that's important, which is Jamal in particular, like Jamal looks like he's having more fun than I've ever seen him. And he's, he has times when he's silly and sometimes when he's really surly, but like he's been joking with everybody and was messing with Katie Wingy last night. And just um, Jamal seems like he's in a really great place, but I would agree with you that the overall tone of the team is uh, that they are not, I wouldn't say it's too serious, but it's more serious than we've seen in the past. I think yeah. that's all I mean is they just look like, I mean, they're just so mature, so focused, but the story is Julian Strother. I mean, shooting we knew was going to, he was going to be a shooter and he might be shooting a little hot right now. He's shooting 50% in the preseason. I think it's important to always, like we did with Hunter Tyson, who shot 60% in summer league. You can be excited about a guy's skill set and still think, okay, he's shooting a little hot. I think Julian Strother is shooting a little hot right now. But it's not just the shooting. It's all the other stuff. It's how he gets open. It's how he just fits into the offense. And then last night, he showed even more of his ball handling, which, again, I would call his ball handling rookie level, you know. But there's a base there to where I think it can be good. As opposed to, like, if you compare him to a Christian Brown last year, who's more of a defensive player, of course. But his ball handling is one where I look at and I go, maybe he'll become that, maybe he won't. Julian Strother, I look at and I go, I think he can be a ball handler. Yeah. And Denver even let him bring the ball up the court a couple times last night, which I think was very deliberate and very interesting. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I agree with you on that note that letting him bring the ball up and get those reps in. I think also, I thought it was, I think it's notable. I've talked about this in, in the preseason game one reacts that he's layering his game already a little bit that it's not just catch yep. and shoot that it's yep. off the F, off the HO it's off pin downs. And then it's dribbling. If the shot's not open is that he's able to take that next level progression. And that opens up a lot of stuff where he'll play. If he manages to get in the rotation in, if he stays in it and if he stays healthy, that allows for him to build on that and be an even better player by the end of year one, than maybe uh christian was to start uh i will also say that so these are things there size is always a thing that in my experience i can't accurately judge until i'm in person it's one of the biggest things i think in the nba is that there are guys that look small on tv that you get in person and you're like oh uh and strother is one of those guys that really stood out to me in terms of like man he's got length like he's really does like he's got good size for the position and that helps i think a lot he looks like he fits i i knew that christian brown after like I have, I have one of the first regular season games that he appeared in, he had a pretty good game. Uh, I was like, oh, that kid's going to be here for a while. Like he's going to have a long career and do what he does. I feel the same way about Strother already where I'm just like, oh, okay. Like this kid's going to like, this is not like a, yeah, he, you know, he might make it that I'm like, oh no, like Jillian's going to have like a 10 year career at least. And you know, and that's that's on the conservative side now with where where careers are at. And that's really positive just to have guys that are because one of the things when I'm I'm evaluating team by team is I kind of ask how many NBA players, how many players on your roster are going to be in the NBA in three years mm. and having another guy where it's like, oh, Christian and Strother are both going to be NBA players long term on those rookie contracts is really big for the development plan that the Nuggets have kind of decided to take building around the championship core, not going for men veterans that can sometimes be really hit or miss these days. What about the, let's go shorter though, because I think Denver's 
you know, more interested in finding out who their top eight guys are. Mm-hmm. Have you seen enough from Strother at the moment to think that he might be one of the top eight guys? Yes. I think, honestly, for me, it's the five. Uh, I still have Reggie Jackson penciled in. That's not a should. That's an is for me where I'm just like, I feel like Reggie's going to get a lot of leash and a lot of opportunity to be back up point. And um, nobody's beat him. Like, yeah. like Strother has outperformed expectations. None of the point guards have. Right. Exactly. And so like, he's the the biggest need in terms of that second unit. Cause you got to have somebody to manage the floor. So it's Reggie and then Christian Christians, I think is six man ostensibly in terms of, of actually being good. Um, and then Strother for me is next. Like I feel Malone may disagree when he returns. Um, but for me, I feel a lot better about where Strother's at and able to contribute right away than I honestly do about Peyton Watson, which I think is more hit and miss. If this is, it's not a meritocracy in the NBA. It never is. Uh, it's sometimes, I guess it sometimes is. We'll it talk really, about that even more later on, but yeah. yeah, it really is. But for me, if this was a meritocracy, then it's like he has put himself in that position where um, I'm not saying that Justin holiday shouldn't play. I'm saying that Julian Strother definitely should play. And you can figure out Justin Holiday's minutes from there. But Strother, I feel like, has shown that I don't see him making the kind of mistakes that, and Adelman's talked about this, it, he hasn't been a high-mistake player. It's not, there are guys that can go out there and get buckets in preseason, but they're sloppy. Yeah, and totally. it's, everyone's just kind of watching them. That's not, that hasn't been Strother. He fits into the team concepts, the Nuggets preach and live by. Those things are not easy to do instinctively. And he has fit in extremely well and he's made shots. Yeah. Yeah. The shot making, man, I'm going to sneeze. The shot making has been, um, has been really impressive. His floater has been, everything is advertised, which is one of the things I was skeptical about in the NBA level. Like, is that floater going to still be there? He's been finding rooms, you know, little pockets for it. And then, yeah, as you mentioned, his off ball stuff. But to me, it's confidence. So much of this is about confidence. And I feel like his confidence has grown with each game. I think he has grown with each game. I think his first game was really good. His second game was even better. And this last one was best yet. And there is something to the NBA game is different from college. I think there's an adjustment period. I think summer league is different than both. And then I think there's just something to like, okay, there's a little extra spacing. The timings are different. All of this stuff. And some guys pick it up and gain confidence, and, I, and some guys don't. And I feel like that's part of the Strother story right now is he looks so comfortable in part because I think he now he, he's reading everything in the right timing and, and the right spacing, and the spacing is actually working in his favor. So I love what I see. I'm with you. I mean, who knows? We only get to watch these three games. We don't see practice. We didn't see the training camp for the most part. If he has looked the same in training camp as he has in these games – Meaning, if that's if they if the team has a larger sample size than we do, I don't see how you can't play him. Right to me, he clearly I, and I'll put him ahead of Reggie in terms of Christian, who we haven't seen this year, but we know what he is, and Julian Strother. Those two guys look like plug them in. They're not going to make mistakes. They're going to be good. Reggie, we know what he is. He's a little more up and down. You know, we know we kind of know what he's going to bring to the table. And then after that, I would say Zeke. Now we'll talk about Zeke Naji. I'm sure here in stock report. I, I wish he's done a little bit more. I wish I could see a little bit more consistency, but the good parts, they, he's gotten better too as it's gone on. And I think this last game, the good parts flash. So to me, those are the guys that have sort of earned the minutes at the moment. Peyton Watson, Justin Holiday, those guys to me are still a little bit TBD. 
It's interesting. Um, I'm okay with it, with the not. I'm not gonna like again. I do not want to have like a fight about Justin Holiday every week. Like I have about something. Well, he's playing with the the one thing I'll say about him. He's been fine, but he's playing with yeah. the starters. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, there was a rotation last night early on. This is and this is one play, but this is what you do in preseason is you break down one play. Um, there was a really good early early game rotation where he was so far ahead of the play that he was able to get a really good contest on a three pointer and like. Holiday, like it, there is a very high level of comfort with the rest of the starters with him. Like they know what to expect. Oh, from for him. sure. Justin oh, Holiday, sure. he fits in. He does the work. Now, again, like he's getting run with the starters because MPJ has been out. So it's like that's going to be MPJ in those di- in those different situations, and he brings a, a much different package uh, overall. But Holiday, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's but the thing is, I don't know if Holiday is the right fit in the role he's going to be in. I just don't know. He hasn't right. done. He hasn't yeah. done anything to make me feel that way. But if, if MPJ is missing time, I do like Holiday does fit in with the starters really well. Yeah. And Strother might fit better. And I'm fine if that's the if that's the viewpoint. That's totally okay. Uh it's just a matter of like Justin Holiday's been totally serviceable. Like he hasn't stood out, but he's been totally serviceable as a fifth starter in preseason oh. play, filling in for an injury, which again, like that was one of my concerns. Like I'm all my confidence about the Nuggets not having as good of a regular season is getting completely uh, blasted in preseason because of things like this. Uh, we get to go to the stock, stock report. Let's do it. All right. We will, on the other side, we'll go through the stock report and why I think I'm probably as high as I possibly could be on this Nuggets team. Let's talk about game time. Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You get to see the view from your seat before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total up front. So you know that you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. You can just buy those tickets in seconds with just two taps. Been talking about it. Hosier shows this week at Red Rocks. Got those tickets on game time. Really excited for it. Going to be a great show. Uh, And that's our tickets are thanks to game time. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N N B A for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We'll be right back on locked on nuggets. Back here on Lockdown Nuggets. Thanks for joining us, making this party today. Appreciate you guys being with us on a Monday. World's finest coming at you, Adam Mares and Matt Moore. So we're going to do a little bit of stock watch here in preseason. Uh, Adam Mares, I want to ask you, as somebody who has watched the entire arc of Jamal Murray's career, how high are you on Jamal Murray at this point in time? As high as I can be. It's funny because if he would have come out, here, here's what I'll say. He doesn't look like he's in the best shape of his life. You know, like we've seen him look ripped. And that's the number one thing that, in my opinion, I've predicted was the thing that he needed to be in order to be like an all-star caliber player. I think I'm wrong because he doesn't look like he's in peak shape. And by the way, when you talk to people with the team, I think that's by design. Same goes for Jokic. They want them in a certain shape October, November, December, a certain shape January, February, March. And then a certain shape by April as they get ready for the playoffs. It's almost like they break it in. And so I think it's a little bit by design for both Yoke and Murray. But the playmaking, and again, I thought it would be shot making. I thought it'd be scoring. His comfort level in the pick and roll. And by the way, David Adelman's been talking about the he thought he brought it up in the in the postgame last night. His comfort comfort level in the pick and roll as a playmaker is it's right where he left off in the finals, which was the highest level he reached and the most intense and all those things. And you think, okay, he's going to regress a little as the season comes. No regression. 
He looks like an unbelievable playmaker. I I couldn't be more excited about the way he has played in the preseason. Yeah, the conditioning is something that Adelman talked about, and it's something that they they want to pick up on. Uh, I think you're absolutely right that they are having a long term view of where they want to get guys to, and managing that throughout the season. Like maintaining that that stuff is the most important thing imaginable for the Nuggets is not just health, but maintaining pace to not overexert too early. That stuff can really mess you up. And I've talked about that in previous years, but also here, just even with conditioning, you don't want to uh, exhaust them too much. You know, Zamora mentions in the comments about Jamal, he looks so quick. He has bounce and energy. Like that's right. Is the thing is like, he does get tired, but on a lot of these plays, he's so quick but it's also effortless. Like the control over the game yeah, that's stuff, it. It is it's the stuff is no longer a struggle. He's not having to like, really like I got to really bear down to get my separation. He knows how to, how to move through the floor so easy. And it, it's really been impressive. You were commenting last night on Twitter about, um, and also on the DMVR show about the three man game with him, Yoke and Gordon uh, Aaron, I, I just continue to see like m- Aaron's had a quiet preseason, but there were sequences last night where he's running the break and making plays. And it's just that Aaron is becoming such a better basketball player yeah. than I ever thought that he would be. I thought he was like an exceptional athlete and a guy that could bring a lot to the table, but like he's doing all of these things that are really high level things that make you, that help you win games. And it's not just sheer athleticism and force of will. Like Aaron's a smarter player. Aaron is a more in control player. And that those three guys are absolutely unbelievable right now, even when it's preseason and they're, you know, just kind of kind of burning through reps. A hundred percent agree. And if you remember a year ago in the, when they lost in the playoffs, he said, I got to get smarter. It was asked, like, what's your goal for the offseason? How do you improve? And he's like, I need to get smarter. That was about 15 months ago. The curve he's been on from feeling the game and, and his familiarity with Jokic and just reading the game is so steep. And I thought maybe it ended. Like, we hit the cap. Okay, they won a title. He won the cap. I feel like, and it's early, I feel like he's reading the court even better. He's yeah. making even better plays and better passes. And then your point about, you know, you said something like he hasn't, you know, really stood out or this or that. That's part of what excites me about him is he makes such an impact without, I mean, he had one shot in the first game, yeah, but he still was such an impact player. And it's like that to me. And so is his numbers, it's going to be one of those things where I would not be surprised if Aaron Gordon has his best season of his entire career. And everybody talks about him nationally as if he's having a, gr- a regressed year. They're like, well, if you look at the numbers, he's a little down. And you're like, hold on. No, he's better than ever. The Nuggets are just rolling now in this way. So just to go quickly, KCP stock up. Jamal Murray, stock way up. Jokic, I think Jokic is stronger than ever. This is my take on him. He's been so aggressive. He's out of shape. Like He's the guy of all of them that I feel gets the tired the most. But he looks, I would say, stock up with him because he looks stronger. He looks more aggressive offensively. And then stock with Aaron Gordon, way up. So for me, we can almost just skip the starters because they're less interesting. I just think they're all stock up as much as they can be coming off of a championship. Yeah. I want to give Jamal and AG shout outs for those, those little too, things. Yeah. Um, the only thing I want to say on KCP is he looks more comfortable than I've ever seen him not on the floor. I'm talking about locker room hallway on the bench. Interesting. Which is cool because KCP's bounced around a lot. And so I think that he's always kind of had a little, little bit of defensiveness 
because that stuff really kind of gets to you as a young player. And so, but he looks like really comfortable with everybody and he looks happy. Like he looks like this is where he wants to be, which I think is cool. My bold uh, prediction for KCP last year was that when it's all said and done, he'll be considered a nugget, not a Laker. So I think at the moment it's kind of 50, 50, like it's, yeah, I would agree either way. But if you're right, then I think, I think I might end up right. Uh, let's get to the bench guys. So yeah. Christian hasn't been able to play. Um, MPJ hasn't been able to play. Who's a starter uh we talked about justin holiday like i don't stock up on him but with the caveat yeah i i don't i, I I'm, I'm not even willing to go like stock up because it's just for me it's like you know he's gonna have to bring shooting like that's the thing that's gonna yeah. have to happen is and it's it's preseason and i don't pay much attention to shooting percentages in preseason which is that's my thing with strother is is that he could have missed all these shots and i would still be like oh he right. looks like comfortable i'd right. be like you know we'll see if the shot comes around because with rookies right. it's an even bigger question um, but with holiday, uh, I, I do think for him in particular, like, that's a, a skill that he needs to be able to add to that, to yeah. the unit, units that he's in. Like if he's not able to hit shots when he's rolling with the starters and getting those opportunities, is it going to be easier for him with the bench unit? Probably not. Right. And then it's actually kind of a concern for me is that he's not getting enough time with the bench. So I don't know how to really evaluate right. him because it's going to be a much harder path for him, um, going forward. Yeah. He's yeah, he's less interesting too. So I'll say stock up just because I thought he was going to be Ish Smith, and I think he's going to be more than Ish Smith. So yeah. stock up. Uh, I really want to get into some of these other guys. I don't think we need like Strother, obviously. Strother, the highest stock up of yeah. the team. Okay, hit me with Peyton Watson. I really, I, I'm in a one of the spots. Do you ever have like you? We, we've been doing this a while. Do you have guys where you're just like, I can't really remember anything that they've done. Like, do you have like those kind of stretches? I do not have like a lot of analysis to give on Peyton. He's made some really great defensive plays, but I don't have as much as I kind of want to on Peyton yet. So I'm kind of curious as to your thoughts on where you're at with Peyton Watson. I always want to be like honest in my analysis. Like I, I don't, I, I love Peyton. I really, I think the nuggets are way more interesting. If he's great. I don't think he's been terrible, but I do. I will say stock down just in terms of if you told me opening night, he plays 15 minutes against the Lakers are those, you know, better than expected coming into camp or worse than expected? I think at this moment I would probably say a little bit worse than expected. It doesn't mean I'm hopeless on him or anything like that. But if we're doing a stock report based on what we've seen from media day on, I would say the stock is probably a little bit down just because I want to see a little bit more. He's flashed. And this is the thing about Peyton. When we talk about Julian, it's not about flashes. Pickett has had flashes. Gillespie has had flashes. We're not talking about those guys playing on opening night. I, I think that seems like it's not going to be a thing. Peyton Watson, we're talking about he's going to play on opening night. At least we expect he will. At the moment, he's a flash guy, not a not a guy that I'm like, oh no, he's gonna he's gonna be able to be on the court every night and be a positive impact player or neutral or whatever. So for me, I have to say a little stock down. I want to see the defensive impact. I want to see the energy from him. The, like the Nuggets need Bruce energy from him, and I think he has closer to Wilson Chandler ener energy some of the times. And I think for him to really hit, that's what he's going to need. So I'm going to go stock down. I don't think that offensively it has quote unquote clicked for him yet. It hasn't, there hasn't been like a moment. Offensively? Where, yeah. I haven't felt like yeah. he, it, that he's in the flow of everything. I feel like defense is, is an area where he can be a playmaker. And we'll talk about this in the last segment and why that matters. Yeah. Um, there's like two types of defenders I always talk about, which is there's positional and there's playmaking. And if you're able to make plays like that's, that's meaningful. Uh, you, you need to be smart with it, but you can be a real impact defender by just being a guy that makes defensive plays. And he makes a lot of them, I feel like, but offensively, I think it's, 
it's one thing where your individual skills don't translate to production. It's another where you're constantly like, I don't really know what's going to happen here. And that's how I feel when Peyton has gotten touches is I'm not sure how this is going to go. Yeah. Yep. That's, that, that's how I feel as well. I still, I'm in on the upside, but I do think that he's going to be the player more than anyone else on the roster, maybe outside of Reggie. He's going to be the guy that is going to be hot or cold and kind of in, insert volatility into the Nuggets game by game. Okay. Tell me about booty ball. What do you got on Jalen Pickett? I mean, stock to me is probably down. Um, if you follow my Jalen Pickett arc, I really love the mold of player. Before Summer League, I kind of did the breakdown on him of all the things that make him a unique prospect. Summer League, I thought, was very good for him, despite the fact that I thought it wasn't set up for him very well playing with another point guard. I thought he did a good job. But that's where the questions start to arise of, okay, he's really small, and there are teams that can take advantage of his height, like closing out, this or that. And then one of the questions is going to be his slow, like, I think people are worried about his handle. He has one turnover in the in the preseason through three games. But it looks bad because of just how he dribbles. Like, it looks ugly. The way Jokic, when he plays early on, people are like, that's not an NBA caliber player because yeah. of how he looks. And it's like, yeah, but sometimes that's deceiving. I think it's deceiving with Pickett. But what's not deceiving is that he has to be able to quickly generate offense when there is none. And that second unit doesn't have a lot of, like, natural, it's easy to go. It's going to be a grind. But I think he has actually been below my expectation at getting into the rhythm of the offense. I think he's playing a little conservative right now, like too conservative. Um, and he just hasn't been able to make the offensive engine run quite to the level I was hoping to see from him early on. So stock down. That's all really great stuff. And I, and I agree. That's kind of what I've seen with him is a hesitancy, uh, even on sequences like DHOs and things like that, where. The, you're going to have to have a little level of aggressiveness and it's tough. I think for guards in particular, because if you don't have space and creation from the rest of the offense, you tend to just be like, well, I just have to like dribble around and make something happen here. Like that's what Jamal honestly did a lot of last year for Pickett. You know, his game is, you know, pretty nuanced and I think there's opportunities, but he is going to have to get past that hesitancy and it's okay for him to start out slow um, stock is down only relative to the idea of like, Hey, maybe he gets to plant Reggie is like the backup point guard. And as much as nuggets fans seem to be down on Reggie, I'm like, he's still probably your best option there. Um, and relative to that kind of concept, I think it's probably a little bit. Of they're, they're so different is what's hilarious. about yeah, it. It's like Reggie creates a whole different set of problems in my opinion. But here, here's the thing I'll say about Pickett. I think we always talk about rookies need to not make mistakes. That's like step number one, right? Don't yeah. be an anchor. And then step number two is then you make a positive impact. I think the margins are so thin on a player that's six foot two and not explosive that not making mistakes is probably not going to be enough for Pickett right away. Like he, he hasn't, here's the thing about Pickett. He actually hasn't made mistakes in the preseason. He hasn't made any, but he has to take bigger risks in order for him to be effective. And I just feel like he's being a little tight, a little conservative and a little nervous, quite frankly, about how much to open up his game. So for me, stock's a little bit down. I do think it's going to be a guy that is going to have a uphill battle to try to to break into the rotation. Um, but I will say he does generate really good shots quite frequently, and I still think that the skill set can make a major impact on the Nuggets. It's just going to take some time. I'll be curious on this next one. Zeke Naji's a little bit of a stock up for me. Um, he, I, I don't think he's. Ben Stellar, I don't think it's not like a Julian Strother. It's not even like, you know, kind of the Peyton Watson minutes in regular season last year. 
but look, like he's one thing I think that is evident is Zeke has taken on the challenge of look, yeah, this sucks. I have to, I have to switch out on the perimeter and I have to rebound. That's what I'm going to have to do. Like, I'm just going to have to do this. Like I'm going to have to have like a, a pretty good motor. And I don't think Zeke's ever going to look like he's got great motor, but he's definitely putting the work in in preseason to try and be a difference maker, to protect the rim, to handle his defensive assignments and to rebound. Everything else for me is like, look, you know, the shot, I still think that I understand the why coaches and trainers elect to break down their shots and rebuild them. I totally get it. Like the, the, the stuff has been explained to me and I have no reason to argue with it. I'm still, I'm still always kind of in the mindset of like, yeah, but like Sean Marion was a really good shooter with a terrible shot. Like sometimes like he should just take what works. But regardless, like it's done now. So either he's going to get there or he's not with enough reps. But in general, I would say that I feel a little bit better about Zeke's minutes going into the regular season than I did going into the camp. This last game was big for him. I'm, I'm going to say stock's not up nor down. I think stock is just like still at the exact same spot it was coming in. And that's okay. I do think there's a runway for Zeke to also gain some confidence. I think last night went a long way to gaining confidence because he had one of those games. He had three points, but he made an impact. And he, I thought he had a good game despite not scoring. And when you can do that, I think it helps you build confidence. So I'm optimistic that when we do this again going into the regular season after these next two games, he will be a stock up guy. But I would say at the very moment, I want to see him. He's not getting a lot of threes, by the way. And that might be a function of the units he's playing with. But part of his value is can he be a three-point floor spacer? And he hasn't done that. But his defense has been solid. Um, he's had a big. He's had his hands full with some actual true bigs. Um, so I'm going to say stock in the middle. Do you have thoughts on Hunter Tyson or Colin? Hunter Tyson has to be a stock down just because, you know, almost everybody thought he was the rookie most likely to break into the rotation. I think that's clearly not the case anymore with how well Julian Strother has played. But I will say he's also a guy that is getting a little bit of a rhythm as time goes on. Every game has gotten slightly better for him. And and this last one was the best one. So um, stock down based on how high his his stock was inflated coming into camp. So inevitably it was going to come down. But he's like in the Zeke category where I feel like he could change. He could flip this over the last two games. Uh, do you have any thoughts on uh, Colin Gillespie? Stock up. I just think he's played well. So he was a guy that I did, I hated his summer league. I did not like the way he looked or played. I still don't buy him as a like an, a guy that's going to help this roster in any way, near term or long term. So I don't. But if we're just evaluating on how he's played, he shot well. He's play made. He's set the table well. Uh, he's run in transition well. Um, and he has played mostly against the third stringers because he has been a guy that's come in the like sort of the last. I think that's going to switch these last two games. I imagine Pickett's going to go to the – I just think that the coaching staff probably wants to mix these things up and give different yeah. looks. So I'm curious to see these next two games, but I would say stock up overall. I just don't think it really matters. Okay. Uh, on the other side, we will talk a little bit more about the rotation. I have some thoughts on why things need to be a little bit different for Denver than I thought in the past. We'll talk about that on the other side. Let's talk about BetterHelp. You know, the show is sponsored by BetterHelp. So I think that trying to work through whatever it is, like it's self-maintenance. I'm a really big fan of this Rick and Morty episode that talks about therapy where it's like, it's not exciting, it's work. It's it's just work that has to be done. And BetterHelp, I think, is great for being able to help you make sure that your brain isn't getting in the way. There are a lot of times when stress in my life will 
interfere with my ability to do the things that I want to do, whether it's be productive or be present with my kids or whatever else, because I'm going through some various things. And that's why therapy is really important to work through those kinds of situations. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on MBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on NBA. We'll be right back on Locked On Nuggets. Back here on Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for joining us, making this part of your day. Appreciate you guys being with us. Final segment here with Adam Mares. So, Adam, I had this thought driving home last night uh, from the game. And it was that in the past, one of the reasons that I always tend to gravitate towards the veterans is I'm like, look, with the veterans, you know what you're going to get. Uh, they're established. They've proven things. And you can find something that's a little bit more manageable. Like, you know that this rotation is going to work. And there are exceptions to that that have kind of challenged that thought process, even for me in the last couple of years. I think in particular what Miami did with Tyler Hero is a great example of this, where you you put in a rookie and and he he builds his way on a contending team and, and proves it. You know, Steven Adams with OKC. But in general, veterans are easier to build a long-term solution with. With where the Nuggets starters are at, and even this is without MPJ, I'm really of the mindset that the the Nuggets coaching staff should be a little bit more driven towards what is working right now. Like whatever it is, there needs to be less of a process oriented approach because the process that matters is your starters and you know what they do. And you know that when May comes around, that those guys are going to be one of the best five-man units in the league and going to give you a chance to win in any environment, in any situation, on any certain night. So all you really need to do is you just need to win the other minutes. You just, like, what matters is win share of the non-starter minutes. I don't, like, last year I talked about, like, the, the bench needs to find an identity and, like, they need a pick and roll and, like, I'm out of that now. I'm really into a, a spot where I'm just like, man, you need playmakers, guys that can hit shots and make plays. And that's one of the advantages of the young guys that they have because they have so much athleticism with Peyton Watson and also Christian Brown that they have the capacity for there to be a lot of plays made on defense that can lead to offense. And with Strother, you know, look, the shooting, you talked about it, maybe shooting a little bit hot, but they do have spacing on that second unit. I'm less concerned about the mechanisms and making things work and having a functional unit. And I'm more just like, you just need to find a way to make these minutes. You just need to win as many of these minutes as you can minute by minute, get as high of a win, win share of those as you possibly can, because you know how great the starters are. Yeah. I think, I think that's mostly true. I think that's I think I mostly agree with that in that the starters are whether they're going to win or lose you a championship. And I think that there's nobody on the roster that is the type of prospect that you say, we have to get this guy up to speed. We have to. Peyton Watson's the closest thing conceptually that I think you look at and say, if he hits, Nuggets go to a different level. All the other guys, it does feel merit-based. If Hunter Tyson's better than Julian Strother, is Denver worse off? I don't think so. It's like, okay, well, then that that was the guy. But they, they need one of those guys to hit or maybe both or what have you. Pickett, Colin, Reggie, like – it, there is a little bit of you can stand on your principles with this team because the the most important part is in place. I will say, though, the only reason I say it's, I don't fully agree is 
I do think that this year is going to provide opportunities to give minutes to guys in moments that don't matter as much. I have a suspicion there will be more of those than than last year, let's say. And in those minutes, I do think it's going to be important to find opportunities for Zeke Naji, find opportunities for Julian Strother, and find opportunities for Peyton Watson. So game on the line, regular game, I do think you can stand on your principle that you're talking about. But fourth quarter, last six, seven minutes, something like this, or even just like second half nuggets up by 15, is there an opportunity to give a little bit more leash to a Peyton Watson or to a Zeke Naji than maybe you typically would? I think there probably is a, a, an opportunity for that because the Nuggets do need to find a seventh and eighth guy for the rotation in the playoffs. I um, This is the final thing here on the show. I, I haven't had a chance to comment because I haven't been on the show since um, Brendan Malone died. Uh, there was mm. a moment of silence last night at the arena that was really nice for an extended kind of commentary from the PA about Brendan Malone. Um, Malone, by the way, not with the the team yesterday. He expects sometime later this week. Obviously, they're going to give him as much time as he needs after the death of his father. Uh, service was yesterday in New York. Um, you know, I, I just wanted to express my condolences publicly to the Malone family. The thing is that I've covered Malone now for seven years. And so I've seen his, you know, I was here from when he got hired and I I've listened to him talk about his girls volleyball games so much. And that was kind of like what stuck with me is, is not just, I know how much Malone loved his father and Malone got the opportunity to share that with so many people about how much he respected, honored, cared about and loved his father. Um, but I think about oftentimes about when we lose these figures about the people that don't have those opportunities to share them, to let other people know, to make those statements as kind of a, a statement of legacy. And like, he was a grandfather too. Brendan Malone was a grandfather to Malone's children. And so it, it's, to me, it's, um, those are the people that I have kind of that thought, the, the thoughts with and such a big family and so many people. Uh, are listed in the obituary for Brendan Malone. Uh, also, Stan Van Gundy on the Nuggets broadcast on Thursday night had a really great uh, kind of segment talking about Brendan, and they were they were close friends. He was on SVG staff um, asking people around the league. There's just so many people that are like, he was just a really wonderful person and a great coach. And uh, I just wanted to kind of give my thoughts on – I have so much – this is such a star glitzy glamour all-star league. And there are these people that make it up the under core that provide the structure of this league. And it's these lifers that have given their entire lives to the game of basketball. And when Malone won the title, I said that he was the lifer son of a lifer. And I have a lot, and he was so much more than that. You have to be, but um, Brendan Malone, I think is definitely going to be missed. So I just want to give those kind of thoughts as we get out of here. No, I 100% agree. I kind of did my um, eulogy over at DNVR a week ago or when, you know, whenever the news dropped. But just a, one thing I think is really cool that I think about. Somebody told me the other day, David Adelman's been coaching in, in Malone's absence. And somebody told me, have you noticed David Adelman has the same speech pattern as Michael Malone? And I kind of laughed. I was like, you know what? Yeah, it, it you can hear Malone's voice in Adelman now that Adelman's at the helm. And that's legacy. That's culture. I never met Brendan Malone, but I feel like I have through Michael Malone yeah. and through how much he talks. And that's true legacy. And when we talk about the Nuggets culture, having this thing that now permeates into Reggie Jackson and to Jalen Pickett and Julian Strother, you know, that that's the cool thing that I think when I, when I see the impact 
Michael Malone's had on the team. And I think about how Brendan Malone certainly had that impact on Michael. And that's just him. That's, that's, I'm big on the game of basketball and the obligation every generation owes to the one that follows it. You owe this thing that we've been given, the NBA basketball. We owe to hand it off to the next generation in better hands and for them to carry the torch. And again, I never met Brendan Malone, but I can say with confidence, he handed that torch to Michael Malone and Michael Malone is handing that torch on to the next generation of players. Um, finally, before we get out of here, I was at Ball Arena last night and uh, they've moved the division banners out of the practice arena. Into get them the- out of here. We're not no, a division banner kind of kind of organization. No, they, they move them. No, no, they move them from the practice facility into the main arena. Oh, where, no, because where's the division banner comes from? No, Come because on. you can do it now. Because you can All say right. we can be proud. Because before yeah. they wouldn't do it because they're yeah. like we haven't won a title. Right. We're not going to hang these useless banners up. Now they're like no, 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 we're champions. Oh, by the way, we also won these things too. Uh, by the way, there is a nice healthy gap in between the flag and where those banners. Is there? Is there? On hmm. next Tuesday. Woo! Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you guys being with us. Hope you guys have yourselves a great week. Uh, call, uh, Swipe it will be with you tomorrow. And then I'll be with Swipe on Wednesday. And then uh, all throughout the week, covering the rest of Nuggets preseason. Thanks for joining us on Locked on Nuggets.